0: Hey, welcome folks to another episode of the Crush Cast. Today we've got Jess Bear. Are you familiar with Jess? She runs Group Retirement. Jess, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you, Jim.
0: How about we start to your career trajectory? Let's go back to your roots with Equitable. I've seen you in a few different roles. You've been extraordinary in every one of them, but where did you start when you joined Equitable?
1: Well, I've, I've been very fortunate here uh, at Equitable to, uh, to, to work with a lot of great people. And it all started back in the Strategic Initiatives Group, working for Adrian Johnson and that team back in uh, 2011. So it's hard to believe it's been 11 years, but you know that's, that's where I started off, which was a great opportunity to get a cross-company view. Of you know the businesses of our core functions, and uh, it was really actually a phenomenal way to get introduced to equitable, uh, and and what it is that we do here. So that that was a that was phenomenal.
0: And what kind of things would you work on? I would imagine many that are listening are not really familiar with that team.
1: Yeah. So so it was uh, our internal corporate strategy team at the time and. Uh, they worked on a number of initiatives. It was uh, from Skunk Works, uh, new concepts, new business development ideas. They really partnered with the business to explore new opportunities and do the, the market research and put together the business cases, um, as well as really help drive some of the most critical cross-functional um, projects that the company had at the time, um, one of which was uh, my first project was actually working with Uh, Terry Trusky, Matt Howell, Hillary Menard on uh, when we were moving over to Jersey City, so um, helping to manage that initiative. So it it, it really ran the gamut from some key strategic uh, projects uh, that were critically important for execution to, you know, new business development and exploration, which again was just really interesting to learn about what other companies were doing and where we could perhaps differentiate in the marketplace.
0: It's interesting. I'm sure that you you all the time in different roles take lessons learned from prior roles and say, you know, this is a different topic, but I could see how it could fit here. Now, you moved over to the LIFE team next.
1: Uh, so I, I actually did um, I did a couple of tours of duty within the finance organization. So okay. I, I moved over to LIFE in the sense that I was one of the finance business partners supporting life business. So I like to tell people that's that was how I fell in love. That was my first experience, really getting to, to know and understanding uh, our life organization and being a key partner there. Uh, and then and then I um, had a great opportunity to work in at the time. It was FMG, now EIM uh, yeah. asset management shop working with uh, Michal Levy, Steve Jank, and the crew, um, looking at all of our mutual fund offerings and in, uh, in our variable products. So. Uh, and then, and then I got over to that life, uh, that life business.
0: And then you also got to investor relations and not only did you get to investor relations, but you got there at like a crucial time. So can you explain what you did in that role? And also like, what was that like?
1: Yeah. So, so the investor relations role, uh, thinking back on it, just going back in time, it was 2019, uh, yeah many of you remember we had we were still a nascent public company and technically i guess you could say we still are right we went public in 2018 uh, and it it was a phenomenally exciting time of course had no idea what was to come with the pandemic but what what excited me you 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 mentioned something earlier you take lessons um, from your different roles and what was really exciting about investor relations was it was the opportunity to bring together all those different learnings and experiences, understanding our, our various core businesses, having that experience within the finance organization, understanding how we make money uh, and the key drivers of our financials. Uh, and and you know, over time, you know, really thinking through how we communicate, how you tell the story the narrative about the business uh, and so those things really came together within the investor relations world. and And boy, had no idea that we had a, a pandemic that would that I'd have the opportunity no. to, to lead through. but um, you know, you you learn a lot through those times. Um, and it really helps you to sharpen your communication skills and really think deeply about, you know, how you talk about, the business and how you talk about how we're prepared and how we're weathering the storm. So um, definitely an exciting time.
0: Can you bring us into the room? Let's say we're sit back when we actually all sat in room. So let's say we're sitting in the room and you've now got a series of analysts on and it's go time. What what's the schedule like? What's the approach like? What like what happens?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's amazing. Um, It it sounds so easy, right? Like if you, if you were to imagine you're on our earnings call, right, we're all in the room, we've got the analysts dialed in, and you're being thrown any question uh, that you can imagine about the business. But there's so much preparation that goes into those meetings behind the scenes, Jim. And what you what you learn over time is you you basically immerse yourself in in the perspective on the analyst well in advance of getting in that room, so you almost learn to anticipate the questions they're going to ask. So it's it's you know in many ways it can be um, it, it, you got to be on your toes, you got to be quick, um, and you gotta you gotta have the numbers and and your core messaging at your fingertips. There's so much work that goes up in advance that I always took it as a um, as a, I always knew we had a successful earnings call. When the minute we hung up, I knew that every single question that was asked by the analyst had anticipated and prepared for. Uh, but yeah, it, it can be, it could be a little bit of um, high pressure uh, <laughs> conversations.
0: It's a, it's a crucial function, isn't it? Because you are building credibility and trust, not just a narrative. So I mean, it's not just coming up with answers to questions, but. Yeah as i would imagine you're having these calls every quarter and you have analysts that are following us and then you have the investment community they're asking questions where they need information and they're relying on you as the content expert so i'm sure that you're building a relationship with them that's crucial
1: a- absolutely and and that and you're absolutely right you've heard me say narrative but you know it has to be rooted in in like substance right you can't yeah. This isn't just about you know trying to skirt the, the answer. It's finding a way to authentically and transparently provide the information that they're asking for. Um, and, and, and that really, to your point, Jim, when you do that consistently, that helps to build the trust and that does help to build the relationship.
0: I, I picture when when the calls over an analyst being fired up and saying you know what i like them i I like them that is a good story those were good answers they're making great progress i feel good about equitable all right how about the transition to taking over group retirement that's a big move that is a big move and so (laughs) what was what was behind the decision to accept it and what has that experience been like
1: you know uh it's, it's always been something long-term that I, I had as a goal that I wanted to someday be able to have the opportunity to run a business. And, you know, these, these are not roles that, that come up often. And so, you know, what I would say is, uh, I don't know that anyone ever feels fully prepared for a big move. Um, and, and it's always daunting because you haven't done the job before. Right. Uh, and, and what I, what I have, um, learned from, from prior experiences, is you know, in those situations, your best resource are the people that you surround yourself with, and so I'm very fortunate coming into this role to have a strong team, uh, really some of the the best in the industry, um, really respected, know this business, are passionate, passionate and committed to this business. Yeah. That has that made that transition and that learning curve. Um, I won't say easy, but certainly felt very supported by a great group of people that enabled me to do that as quickly as I could.
0: Any pleasant surprises as you're going through it? You're in this leadership role. You're meeting people. You're learning quite a bit about the business. I remember in early calls, you asked a ton of great questions. But now, with the, the benefit of a little bit of hindsight, any pleasant surprises where you think, wow, this is really rather extraordinary?
1: You know, it's, it's such a unique model within group retirement. And I, you know, I feel like that partnership between our RBG advisors and, you know, what everyone lovingly refers to as home office, but I really feel like there's a strong partnership there. Um, and I would say I, I always felt the passion about the business and that really deep connection with our clients. And it's, it's not just, you know, it's not just words, right? You actually feel how committed yeah. our advisors and the team within group retirement are about really making a difference in our educators' lives. And that, that really gives you a sense of purpose that is very real and very motivating. And so that's, that's probably been the most exciting part about, about the job.
0: The level of care, it actually is palpable looking ahead however you want to answer it personally professionally what are you most excited about
1: well I'm, I'm most excited about the fact that i i just know that our work isn't done and the fact that there remains so many people who will benefit from the opportunity to to that, that our advisors have to help educate our educators about their and help them plan for their long-term goals so that That opportunity excites me, notwithstanding the fact that I'm incredibly hopeful that we will be moving beyond a pandemic. And um, and I think the initial connection points that are already happening as as we're engaging in person and in schools um, brings a lot of energy. And I know I've also heard from from just the advisors being able to connect in person already has been an incredible um, accelerant of excitement and, and motivation. Um, so, so that excites me about the business. Uh, I, I would say personally, and I know I've, I've shared this with you, Jim, but I'm, I'm expecting my first child. So, you know, I think
0: you know, you're really getting it out there now. I'm really,
1: right. I know, I'm putting, I'm really putting it out. There. <laughs> but I feel like you know, it's such, um, it's such a major life change, um, and. It is it is something that I know many many of your listeners are, are parents, and so it probably sounds a little cheesy, but it is the it is the most exciting um, and yeah. joyful experience. That uh, on a personal note, uh, my husband and I are really you know we've had a lot of time together by ourselves. We're really looking forward to having somebody else join the mix. So
0: that is wonderful. Thank you for sharing. So many <laughs> can relate. Uh, This has been a wonderful discussion, and I know everyone listening, it's been great for them to get to know you better. Thank you for your leadership, and thanks for your time today, Jess.